everybody. Only one team was left cutting down the nets on Monday night. And everyone else leaves with a broken heart. And there's a lot of broken hearts out there this year. For Gonzaga, another finals disappointment after an unmatched, undefeated season. So what is the story of March Madness 2021? It's about Baylor basketball. Up until now, when you said Baylor basketball, you thought of the Baylor women's teams who have won national titles in 2005, 2012, and 2019. The Lady Bears have been the draw in Waco. But now the men have joined the party. They are your 2021 champion. But wait, what, what is that smell? Is it grass? Is it spring in the air? It's the densely seeded bent grass of the putting service at Augusta. Come on, y'all. The Masters starts today. Who will be wearing the green jacket on Sunday? Welcome to Father, Son, and Holy Sport. I'm G Man from Ohio. That there is T Money from San Francisco. What's up, T? What's going on, man? What a weekend <laughs> of basketball, man. Glad to be here. Tip of the cap, you know. You know, can't wait for Masters this week. You know, going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah. You love the golf game, don't you? You love the golf game. You and I can't have wait. had a lot of battles out there. We have. We have, you know. And I, I'll, I'll you know, make sure to do some digestion on the West Coast for, you know, a golf game out here, you know, what the surfaces are like compared to the Midwest. Oh, goes, there's different you know, surfaces <laughs> out there in Pebble. You like, now you went by Pebble Beach. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different surface, huh? Oh my God, just a little <laughs> bit. You know, I'm just, you, you know, you might be nice next to like a cow pasture or something. I'm on cliffs on next to the coast, you know. Yeah, you notice this over my shoulder. Don't be talking to me and my man, Jordan Speed. I mean, we're together on this show. You're going to get my picks later on. All right. All right. Well, while we wait for the picks, let's let's pivot off the masters here. What you got going on? What you got yeah. going on? We got to talk national title game. And I have a lot of points I want to talk about here. Okay. But first, what a dominant performance from Baylor. I mean, wow. They came out and just made Gonzaga look like little boys. Timmy, the guy who was carrying them all tournament, averaging over 20 a game, just looked dominant, looked tiny, couldn't score, couldn't make a move. I mean, all of his were just layup cuts. They got lucky on a couple times, free throws. I mean, he couldn't do anything. They looked completely outmatched defensively and physically. It was, it was over from the beginning. Yeah, that yeah, was. They were down 29-10. In less than 10 minutes. So let's figure out 10 minutes into the game, they they only get 10 points. That means they score 40 in the game. I mean, it's insane. That's how big that Baylor defense was at the beginning of that game. It just shut the Zags down. I know. I know. It was unbelievable. They were so, so dominant. And I think people were sleeping on Baylor a little bit. Let me just read you off here. Everyone that Baylor has now beaten and the rankings at the final end of the year. And I don't think Gonzaga goes undefeated. They have a schedule like this. I'm just going to read it to you. Absolutely. Baylor has now beaten in the AP poll, the number one team, the number two team, the number six team, the number nine team, the number 10 team, the number 11 team, number 12 team, number 13 team, number 18 team, number 21 team to finish the year. They lost two games and they were yeah. after they were in COVID uh, protocol for three weeks off. Gonzaga does not go undefeated in that. And let me now pivot to you, Gonzaga. I gave you a chance. <laughs> I gave you a freaking chance. Okay. I was in your corner. I was ready to eat crow. You want to join the elite of the elite? You want to be a blue blood? You want to be Goliath, not David? No. Yeah. You lost again. You called him out, man. You called him out. You don't want to be called to out on a T-Ross shug and chant. And you called him out, and they did not bring it all the way. You wanted a title, and they did not get you the title. There was a lot of pressure on them. Mm -hmm. you know, they couldn't but take it's it. not unusual. Yeah, you go back and look at the undefeated teams that have went to the national championship. What do you think that record is? Undefeated teams going into the national title. They lose a lot. Actually, actually yeah. they don't. They actually don't. It's seven and three all time, which means that there's other teams that have went in there under pressure, undefeated, and they've won. 
you know, so yeah, that was back Zags in like the in. last one since the seventies in Indiana. So those were the olden days. Pressure. It can be done though. You can go in with pressure on you and you can win that game. You got to be able to handle the pressure. That's true. That's true. And they, I think there was, I think there was a coaching issue here coming, going down 29, 10. That's preparation. That's mental preparation. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I agree. Uh, the other thing I would say is that the Baylor guards may go down in history as one of the all-time best amazing uh, backcourts. When you look at that backcourt, you think of the threes, they made 10 threes, 10 threes in the championship game, which is impressive by itself. But what about yeah. that defense? The defense of those guards, when you look at the offense and the defense together, are they the best guard combination we've seen in a long, long time? I mean, there's some pretty good ones back in the day. I think there was like John Wall and Devin Booker and, you know, all these pros together, but, and some of those Kentucky teams, but man, they were so, so dominant on both ends and they probably have four pro guards alone. I mean, they were just unbelievable. What Scott drew has done with that program is incredible. I don't think people realize back in, a, he's been there for about 18 years now, back when he took over in like 2003 or whenever it was, they were under, uh, NCAA violations. They had seven scholarship players allowed and their program was in the toilet for paying their players. And so basically were stripped down to nothing. Scott drew came there and has said, I want to win a national title here. And after knowing he was coming to a program that was torn down to its bare bones. And no, that is true. And you can look at that also. Some people say, Hey, your coach, when you hire a D1 coach, he has to deliver in three years. Like if they don't come through in three years, they're out. And if you'd have done with done that with Scott Drew, you may not have a championship no. in Baylor right now. They they were patient. They let him come from that 2003 start that you mentioned. And he came yeah. back and he got that title. So, yeah, congrats to Baylor. They clearly were the best team in the country. They deserved this thing. Just a dominant little shot. So a little shout out there before you switch. I know you got another topic. I just wanted to a shout out to Butler, Jared Butler, the MVP of the tournament. I mean, how many guys do you see in this day and age that come back, you know, to win a title? And we do see it. Okay, but a lot of times it doesn't happen. They leave. And Butler talked his team into coming back. And these guys come back. Yeah. And he said, here's his quote: We wanted to leave a legacy at Baylor. We wanted to create Baylor as a blue blood. To do that, you have to win a national championship. That's what he had a sight on. He wanted to win a national title. You look at Gonzaga, they might be happy with, with coming in second. Yeah. Butler hey. came back to win the title, man. It's that kind of drive and that kind of force that Butler brings to that team, the yeah. winning attitude. Yep. Hey, they totally deserved it. Like you said, they came back last year. They were ranked number one when the season got shut down. So they could have won back-to-back titles easily here. Good for Baylor. Phenomenal showing. Gonzaga, you suck. You're not an elite program. Go back to where you came from and prove it to me again a different year because you lost it. It was yours to lose. But hey, is, is Texas basketball back though? You look at, you know, Houston in that final four with Baylor. Hey, maybe Texas basketball's back. Maybe uh, Shaka Smart left Texas University, which is crazy, but he went back to his home state uh, of uh, Wisconsin to coach Marquette. And then tech, and then Houston is a very senior-laden team. So I'm not sure that they're going to be back to this, but they, they'll be good. They could be a Sweet 16 team again. All right, what else you got going, man? What else is on your mind so, in sports? I know it's hard to pivot off of Baylor getting their butts whooped, but – no, Baylor didn't get their butts whooped. Or, I'm sorry, Gonzaga getting their butts whooped. My apologies. But Gonzaga-UCLA might have been the game of the tournament. I mean, that was incredible. UCLA now, three amazing games in a row. Overtime with Alabama. Down to the wire with Michigan to get to the Final Four. And then they just barely lose in overtime in what was a phenomenal buzzer beater by Jalen Suggs uh, from half court. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. I mean, so much fun to watch. Yeah. Hey, Suggs, you know, UCLA, the real question is, will they come back? They got Mick Cronin. Will they come back? Is this the resurgence of UCLA? We're going to find out next year if they come back. And that would be great to have them back in the conversation. But really, I think it's Jalen Suggs. Why do you let that guy loose to make that shot? I mean, if I'm going to give a ball to somebody for the last second shot, I'm going to give it to that guy. He's the top five NBA pick he's going in the top five 
and you let him have the ball and shoot it, but a little bit past the, he was over the half court line. Yeah. He was just a little bit past the, the outside circle of the free throw line. I mean, that guy's going to make that shot probably 50% of the time the guy knocks it down. Man, I mean, it was so awesome. I was in California watching this. So obviously a lot of hearts were broken at the bar that I was watching this at, which, you know, gave me some guilty pleasure there. Just, I love watching the world burn truly. Uh, but I mean, that was so amazing. They didn't call timeout. They had it. Johnny Juzang put one in with like four seconds left to potentially send it to double overtime. I mean, I don't know how I feel about UCLA next year. I think this might've been one of those magical runs uh, I, I, you know, I don't see them getting, you know, these high end recruits yet. And, you know, I don't know. I have a, I have a little more faith in them than that. I think they're going to keep this going. I think they're right. back only because of Mick. I think Mick can keep this going. He's got that yeah. defense, that defensive stable that kept Cincinnati in games. Yeah. He's going to keep that defense going. I think he's going to be fine. Hey, yeah. let's go I mean, on. What else, what else yeah. you got, man? What else you got in the basketball world after the tournament now? Uh, you know, at first it looked like an April Fool's joke because they released it on April Fool's Day, April 1st. <laughs> Roy Williams retires from UNC. Yeah. Crazy run. The guy had three national titles, uh, nine Final Fours between coaching at UNC and Kansas. Just an all-time coach. I mean, one of the best to ever do it. This guy was a legend. Uh, he will be missed for sure. Yeah. I mean, you try to find bad things about this guy and you cannot find him. No. All those years, I'm sure he's got his skeletons, okay? Come on, guys. Hey, but overall, this guy got results. I mean, he yeah. delivered the results over all those 900 wins you talked about. The guy delivered results. You know he was the fastest coach to get to 900 wins out of all the coaches that have won 900. And there's only five. Only five coaches ever won 900. He was the fastest one. It's crazy. He took two programs to the final four how many yep. people have taken two programs in yep. the final four how hard is that to do you can say oh he had all the talent in north carolina no he went to kansas and took yeah. them to the final four he built okay? them up and then bill self took over so the guy the guy's been consistent he's delivered the results and okay it's time for him to move on okay that's fine but still what a legacy man you know shout out to roy williams he did it man you know what in all those years the guy had one losing season. Yeah. Amazing coach. You know, as a Duke fan, it hurts my heart, uh, you know, to say he just was awesome, but he, he was great for college basketball. He's a fun guy. Everyone seemed to love playing for him. And like you said, you never hear anything bad come out about this guy. He, he looks like he really enjoys it. Uh, so I'm excited. And UNC now has their first black head coach and uh, program history, which I'm really, really excited about. I actually think that's in the state of North Carolina as well as their first black head coach. So really excited for them. He's been a long time assistant there, uh, but UNC definitely yeah. wants him and it, 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 great career, just a legend. So absolutely, absolutely. I, I agree. And I'm really excited about the next step for North Carolina. It's great to have change. Change is a good thing. Yeah, You know, there's nothing to take away from Roy Williams. Roy Williams did a great no. job. Hey, let's go on to this next chapter. Let's see what Hubert can do. You know, let's see yep. what he can do. He's yep. uh, He was a great player. And let's see what he can do as a coach. Yep, I'm excited. So, you know, the great weekend, college basketball, wrapping up, final four over. Wrapping I'm, up, wrapping up. It's, it's crazy. Always, a, always a great time, excited. What are we going on to? Shift, you know, now we move in to one of the greatest weekends of the year. Justine, don't talk to me for the next four days, okay? <laughs> Especially Sunday, okay? Not afraid to lock you in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> I promise. I, I'll slip you a Snickers under the, under the door. I'll slip you she, Snickers under the that's door. That's her weakness, the Snickers, okay? Yeah, so, All right, well, know, what, what do you... Masters is coming up this week, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, DJ's the favorite. He's nine to one. He won it. The Masters was held last year, late in the fall. Yeah. And he returns to Augusta now after winning it in the fall. Comes back. He, he had set the record. Okay. He won his second major. That was not his first major. People are like, oh, that's his first major. No, no that was his second major. Yeah. Uh, so DJ's the favorite going in. Yep. I, I think it's him and Bryson now tied. Uh, I don't know what odds you were looking at, but 
Bryson's right there too. And this guy, there's already pictures of him just swinging out of his shoes at the range. You know, he's going to push the field to do some crazy things. I mean, there might be some rain this weekend, supposedly. So that could, you know, change some things up. Uh, but I'm just excited. It's back. I mean, shoot, we just had it in November. I think it was, uh, you know, so it's really weird, but it's back to its regular time, April. Oh man, just cannot wait. It's the best Sunday of the year. I'll take master Sunday over any sporting event in the year uh, well, for the Super Bowl, anything. I do too. I love it too. And I love the start of the spring and the, and the golf and Andy Montgomery is going to be joining us on the coast to coast hotline. We're going to have Andy on here shortly talking about the masters got a great uh golf mine to talk yeah. about with him yeah. so what let's let's move on here man what else you got we'll get to that golf soon yep we'll get anything to golf. else on your mind that's like th that you're thinking about yeah well uh, yeah like i said can't wait for andy to come on we'll give you some picks later for the masters as well but last thing i'll say sam darnold gets traded in the nfl Wow, the Jets officially look like they're going with Zach Wilson as their future quarterback at, with the number two pick. Sam gets traded to the Panthers, and they have now allowed Teddy Bridgewater to seek his own trade. Uh, I'm excited for Sam. Uh, what did you think when you heard that? Um, I've been saying all along that they were going to keep Sam because they wanted to give him a chance, even though I thought he was not the guy. Uh, yeah. I didn't think Sam was the guy, but I thought they would. You know, all these guys coming in from San Francisco, I thought they were going to keep him, give him a shot. They didn't do that. They took the value of what they could get for Sam and got rid of him. My, my question, I mean, the Jets are going to be irrelevant. The Jets are never relevant. And when yeah. they get re relevant, I want to see what they can do. So I think yeah. the next question is, what happens with Carolina? That's really the question. And my question there is, is Sam Darnold, better than Teddy Bridgewater. Darnold, 59.8% completion yeah. percentage with the Jets. Not even 60%. Teddy, last year, 69%. That's a 10% difference. That is huge yeah. in completion yeah. percentage. And you look at, uh, how about touchdown to interception ratio? Sam Darnold, 45 touchdowns, 39 interceptions. Teddy, last year, 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Better. Who's better? Why would you do that? Why would you, if you were Carolina, give up all that asset for a guy that's about the same as the quarterback that you have? Okay, so I got a lot to say because you asked a lot of questions, okay? One, I think Sam Darnold needed a change of scenery, okay? He just needed to get out from the Jets. Two, he was coached by the worst coach in the NFL by a mile and Adam Gase. Just go ask Ryan Tannehill, who's having Pro Bowl seasons. So you think he's going to be good in Carolina? Okay. I'm sensing you coming. Good. Three, Panthers owner, new, super aggressive guy. And they have Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator, who's also a very aggressive guy. Teddy Bridgewater, not known for throwing down the field or having um, um, or can't move in the pocket, not mobile enough. Fourth thing, they were, I think, had nine games where they were within one score and could win which was the most in the nfl they think that they were a playoff team that just didn't have the quarterback to take them to the wins i think joe brady can change sam darnold and last thing i'll say on this and if you follow our instagram you might have seen this this week i posted it today uh tuesday or wednesday sorry sam darnold's been in the nfl for three years and is younger than joe burrow he's a young player Give him time. Well, that's the best point you made out of all of that. That's the best point you made. And, hey, I'm glad you're bringing that up because everybody's going to get this uh, podcast on Thursday. We're trying to get this to you before the Masters starts. We're recording on Wednesday. So we're getting you our picks tonight so that you can put your bets down for yeah, your Masters, man. And, hey, y'all, if you like what you're seeing, go and like and subscribe us on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. We're on all the platforms look for our handle at father son and holy sport we got a great show for you we have Andy montgomery joining us tonight on the father son coast to coast hotline we're going to talk golf we're going to talk the masters with the director of golf for the marquee group we're going to give you some big picks for your masters weekend help you win some cash and we have ross fee ross for you tonight talking about the best final four buzzer beaters of all time oh yeah and we try to stump T-Money and the trivia of the week, T-Money. 
sponsored by Wumai's IQ. Here's our question for you. You can think about this. Who are the top five college coaches in terms of number of Final Four appearances? We're going to see if Team Money can figure this out. Top five college coaches in terms of all time. Number of Final Four appearances. Is Roy Williams in that group or is he not in the top five? Well, kicking it off for you right now is the T-Ross chugging chant. Team Money is going to head up right now to go to the rooftop. We'll see you in a bit, Team Money. And this segment is brought to you by Help Me Start Up. The T-Ross chugging chant brought you by the group at T at Help Me Start Up. Do you have a startup or a new company idea? Why not help get the experts from Help Me Start Up involved? Try the easy-to-use startup tools and advice to help you get moving and on your way toward investment and success. Learn more at helpmestartup.co. Okay. Let's go to T-Money. Let's see what he's all riled up about. High up on the San Francisco rooftops for the T-Ross. Chug and Chant. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's your boy T-Money up here on the rooftop in gorgeous San Francisco. Little windy today, so it might be screaming a little loud so that just in case the wind picks up. But I got a little Chug and Chant for y'all, all right? Let me drink this beer, and then I'm going to go off a little bit about this upcoming NFL draft. Give me a second here. All right, so y'all are sleeping on Justin Fields here. Now, Buckeye fans, I'm only going to be nice to you one time, and here you go. Jets, 49ers, anyone else that lets Justin Fields slip through their fingers here, you are wrong. For the past two years, we've talked about Justin Fields being the second quarterback in this draft class. And now since football stopped, oh, Zach Wilson looks pretty. Oh, Mac Jones, who's never been rushed in his life and has led every second half of his entire football career, never had to get through any sort of hardships. Now he's better too. Trey Lance, oh, just because he played one game this year, now he's better. Come on, guys. Justin Fields is clearly the second best quarterback in this draft. Y'all are going to be looking stupid and losing your jobs over this soon, all right? This guy is dynamic, has a hell of an arm, hell of a leader. I like Justin Fields a lot. Jets are wrong to not take him. They're already sticking with Zach Wilson. Bad choice. He's a little pretty boy. Mac Jones of the Niners, bad choice. He's only had good times. He doesn't know how to get through the bad. Justin Fields can take a hit, keep playing. He's a beast. Y'all are wrong. G-Man, I know you're happy to hear me rant about this one. Where do you land, and where do you think he's going to get drafted? And, yes, Team Money, I'm happy to hear you say that. Of course, you're going to jump on our Buckeye side. We love that, and you are right. What is going on with Justin Fields? We agree. I'm On behalf of Buckeye Nation, I mean, Justin Fields beat the heck out of Trevor Lawrence. Head-to-head. And now all of a sudden, he's the ninth pick for the Broncos. What the heck? T-Money's back. What the heck's going on, man? I totally agree. Why is this happening? Yeah, I don't get it. I think there's always someone's stock who gets, you know, rises crazy, and that's Mac Jones after uh, after the season ends. And right now there's always someone that falls. And someone's going to get lucky here with Justin Fields if he comes the fifth quarterback off the uh, – off the board during the draft, right? Like you said right now, in multiple projections, he's projected to go somewhere between four and 10. And I think he should go number two. He's a number two recruit in the nation. He's been a Heisman front runner. I mean, if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, he would be the highly touted recruit in this class. I mean, I just think it's a joke and they're tearing him down because they're looking for someone to tear down to make them all seem smart. And they won't just go with the chalk. I think it's a bad idea. Hey, these quarterbacks are so wanted in the nfl after watching tom brady tom brady is an anomaly man the guy mm-hmm. look what he's done taking teams to the super bowls two different teams and we talk about roy, roy williams and look at what tom brady's done you know so that you're like wow can i get a tom brady on my team is zach wilson the guy is trey lance the guy is he the next tom brady they're getting all caught up in this man yeah. I mean, I hate to call anyone the next Tom Brady because that's just an anomaly. So that's a tough one. But I mean, if anyone's going to be, that's Trevor Lawrence. We need to keep that rarefied air. Tom Brady, you're, you're setting such a high bar here. How about just like Matt Ryan? 
Yeah, well, you know, you look at the picks. We've got Jaguars taking Lawrence. We've got the Jets now. They're going for Wilson. Let's just say it, okay? They should have taken Justin. They didn't do it. They're going Wilson. Now we look at the three pick and the 49ers. Okay, is Trey Lance really better than Jimmy G? Come on, man. I think Jimmy G's just as good as Trey Lance. I mean, what are they betting here on the upside? All right, right. you got... Trey Jimmy G is not good at football. Okay. He's like Jimmy G brought them into the playoffs and into the finals. Okay. He threw eight passes in the championship game to get to the Super Bowl. So don't tell me he carried anybody to Did he get to the finals as the quarterback? Yeah. That's cute. Okay. And you think Trey Lance is going to do that from North Dakota State? Come on. Carson Wentz has been somewhat of a failure after he won the first. He really hasn't done much at all. What does Carson Wentz have to do with it? He's a North, isn't he an, a North Dakota State guy? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, Trey Lance is an too. MVP front runner at points. Look, the front runner, yeah, but he has not delivered the results, and Trey Lance won't either. I'm telling you, man, he's not the third pick. That guy's 13. Well, they're they're supposedly taking Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Okay, but either way, if they take either one, Trey Lance is the most raw product. He's the closest thing to like an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes style throwing wise, but he's not better than Jimmy G. Jimmy G, man. Come on, Jimmy G. Jimmy G's trash. Okay. Let's just start there. All right. Let's go to the fourth pick. We got the Falcons now going for Kyle Pitts. And I looked at the latest mock draft today, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida and four. Why don't they take fields? I mean, they got Matt Ryan. It was going to be retiring or leaving the Falcons in a year. So bring in Justin Fields, train him up. And get Justin Fields on the Falcons. I totally disagree. For one, Matt Ryan is under contract for two years and they can't get off of it. So even if they try to trade him next offseason, whoever they draft is going to have to sit for a year. And they need a lot more than I want him to sit for a year. Right now. I want Justin Matt, Fields to sit for a year because he needs that training. I know, but Matt Ryan is the only reason that team is not 1-15. Okay, he's the only reason they're winning games. The passing game is the best part of their team. They're horrible on defense, and they have a bad running game. That's why they're bad. Matt Ryan's not a bad quarterback. He's probably like the 12th best quarterback. He's Kirk Cousins. You know, he's, he's a solid quarterback. He's got probably four more solid years before he goes off a cliff. He's not the problem. And if the Falcons draft a quarterback, they're not smart team. Well, even we can't agree on this. So you can see what the owners are going through. Like what the heck are we doing here with this draft? And we're going to focus in on this. We're going to bring on a guest here in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about this draft before it happens. We're going to analyze the heck out of it, but we're going to go on right now to the Ross V Ross. And what is the best final four buzzer beater of all time, you guys all saw it. You know, the sug shot against UCLA. You know, does that rank up there, T Money, as your one of your top fives? What do you think is the top final four buzzer beater of all time? Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to, you know, bring up, we're only saying final four here. And, you know, Christian Leitner's famous one over Kentucky, that's in the Elite Eight to get to the final four. But I still don't think it's an all time buzzer beater. All right. I don't think it is because. I want high stakes. So to me, <laughs> it's got to be a national championship game, just flat out, because you're I, not going with me on this, I are the you? Stakes. And on top of that, it needs, I, I, I want it, like I said, to be in the national championship game, Final Four is great, but I'm picking 2016, Chris Jenkins. All right. You're going to 2016, Chris Jenkins over UNC, over Roy Williams. Yeah. Ended up winning, uh, he, he ended up winning the year before. Shot a three-pointer to win. They were Chris tied. Jenkins was down. He had 4.7 seconds to take the ball down the court, launch up a very deep three. UNC had just made a three to take it into overtime, had all the momentum. Uh, UNC was the one seed and Nova was the two seed. So it was a big uh, upset. Uh, you know, it, North Carolina should have won that easily. And that was an awesome last second shot, walk off buzzer beater to win the national championship. I'll take that just because of circumstance. I can't believe you didn't pick Duke, but yes, I agree with you. That's in the top five, but certainly there's no doubt what number one is. And that's North Carolina state in 1983, knocking off the heavily favored five slamma jamma and North Carolina state upsets them jimmy valvano running around the court trying to find somebody to hug has been played a million times yeah on every final four show 
You know why? Because it's the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's an iconic one. That was to get to the national title game. Uh, so that's why I don't have it as high of a ranking because they, you know, it's just. No, he won. They What was the final game? They won that, that the title game. The, was that the title game? Are you sure? That was the title game. Yeah. I don't know. That was it. Well, that was it. That was the national title, 54 to 52 over Houston on that shot. Well, that's an epic one then. That is awesome. You know, that I, I don't know what I'm saying then, but I still think. Lorenzo Charles, man, he grabs this ball. Derek Wittenberg shoots the ball like from three. Yeah. Lorenzo Charles has said to this day, I knew it was coming short. And he just grabbed <laughs> it and dunked it. He dunked it in. And Lorenzo Charles is a great story by himself. The guy that made the shot, uh, you know, he has, you know, played for North Carolina State for two more years, finished with 1,535 points. Uh, after playing after playing North Carolina State, he went on and played in the NBA. Did you know he played for the Atlanta Hawks? Charles went on and played in the NBA. He wasn't, you know, just some guy. That guy was a great player. Yeah. And he's got his own story to tell. And, and it's a great story. If you listen to some of the ESPN 30 on 30, you can hear uh, Lorenzo Charles tell his story about his side. I mean, a great, great bucket by him. Catching that thir- three-pointer was way short. He grabs it, dunks it in. They win the game. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but the shot was missed. And, uh, you know, I think Jimmy V made the clip. Like, it, he made it what it is. And, you know, and it's just been, like you said, played so many times, just seared into your brain. I'll take the deep three versus a team that was supposed to beat him as well. You know, I, I, I thought it was awesome. You know, awesome shot by Chris Jenkins to win it all. It was just an iconic one. A great play drawn up. Only four seconds to get down the court. I mean, it was awesome. So I agree hey. with you. Yours might be second. You, know, I- you got a great pick. You got a great pick. <laughs> but I'll tell you a little personal story. I met Jimmy V. He was talking at a conference one time in Cincinnati, your home place in Cincinnati. And I heard him talk. I was in the audience and I called my mom. I'll never forget this. I said, mom, I just listened to a guy. That's one of the most motivating people I've ever heard in my life. It was Jimmy V. I didn't know Jimmy V. wasn't even Jimmy V at that time. He was just a coach. I think he was at Iona. Like he's just started his coaching career. And he was so motivating. The guy could just fire you up. And if you listen Jeez. to him talking about when he had cancer, that final talk, you know, that's always on ESPN. Yeah. The guy's so motivating. And sure. the guy can fire up a group. And that's what he did with NC State. The guy's unbelievable. Jimmy V, man. That guy was that's unreal. Awesome. That's and he awesome. won a national title. Hey, we're going to go on. We got a special guest for you today on the Father Son Coast to Coast Hotline. It's going to be Andy Montgomery, director of golf for the Marquee Group in Powell, Ohio. He's managing two top Central Ohio golf courses, Sider Reserve and Kinsale. Those of you out there listening that know Kinsale or know Sider Reserve, Andy runs those golf courses, man. We're bringing on the best because we want you to be able to make the picks this weekend in your golf. Okay, so let's bring in Andy right now. All right, we welcome in to the father-son coast-to-coast hotline, Andy Montgomery. We're going to preview the Masters, get you all ready. For this big week in golf coming up. And one of the big fans of the show here, let me bring in Andy Montgomery. Welcome to the Father Son Coast to Coast Hotline. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm jo- I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Well, Andy, we're really excited to get your perspective. Big week. The spring's here, the summer, the sun's going, you know, so we're all psyched up. And the Masters, we got a major coming up, and it looks like everybody's playing. And uh, the first topic, we wanted to bring up was Jordan Spieth. I mean, it looks like Jordan is, you know, coming back here. He's had, he's had a tough run up and down, but these last yeah. uh, couple of months, he's done well. And uh, he just won last week at the Valero, uh, finished with a 66 on the final round. Uh, so what do you think about Jordan Spieth there coming in with this momentum now? Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, talk about momentum. He's been, he's been on it all season, really. Yeah. And, and, Good thing with him is that uh, he loves this this golf course. I mean, shoot, he's it, I, he could have won this tournament three or four times. I'm talking about yep. the Masters, and and he's had a couple. Uh, you know, I'll call it bad luck. I mean, it's golf. You know, sometimes the shot doesn't go where you want it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, he loves the course. You know, he's been great with his irons traditionally. His putter's always been good. And last week, little stat for you: seventy-two holes at the Valero, 
he had 44 one putt greens 61 percent of the greens one putt that's that's crazy that's crazy. i can't even, that's how you I can't even make 61 percent of my three footers he's out there <laughs> doing it at pga tour so yeah i mean exactly he's, he's coming in hot confident and um you know he's a winner so he's he's used to being there uh and now he's gotten back to that uh that uh that winning circle so i, I think he's 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 one of my top picks. I'll tell you that he's going to come in, and I think he'll he'll be up there Sunday. Yeah, I, mean, I love his fight. I love his spirit. He just has that fire, and he uh, he's twenty seven. He's got three three time major champion, but he hasn't won since twenty seventeen in a major. Yeah, and you know what? But I mean, majors. Yeah, they all want it a little bit more. The fields are a little bit you know uh, more caliber, I guess, of a player. But the bottom line is, is like you said, he's a winner. I mean, and he he got that. That uh, that win off his back, you know that that drought ended last week. So now he's yeah. he's feeling like he can do anything. So I mean, yeah. he loves the course. I think I think he'll, uh, you know, it, it all depends. Like if he puts like he did last week, then he'll be there. Um, but but yeah, I, I I think he'll be. I think he's definitely one of the favorites this week. And what do you make of guys that go in a drought like that? Though I mean, he was in serious. I mean he below top 50 in the world, just like, I mean, he was number one golfer in the world back in 16, 17, when he was winning majors, yeah. he won the masters in 15, the open in 17, I think just on top of the golf world, looking like he was going to take over. And these past few years have been horrible for him. Yeah. I mean, that's, he heard that's, anything? I mean, that's golf. I mean, that's how crazy <laughs> this sport is. It's not like, yeah, you're never going to see a LeBron James just forget how to dribble. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're never going to see any of those guys in other sports. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit with um, major league batters, you know, they might get in a little slump or something, yeah. but, but golf, that, that golf ball doesn't care who's hitting it. It does. It, there's, it's all result oriented and, and they got to come up with the shots. And I think a lot of the time with golfers and tigers been, been known to do this is they try to, they win, you know, they, they win a lot. And then someone says, Hey, well, if you do this to your swing, or if you do that, you're only going to get better. And those mistakes you made this week or last week or whatever, let's tighten those up a little bit. And it's like, uh, I mean, I heard Pete Rose say it when I, you know, he said the swing is what got you to the majors, you know, Jordan's swing yeah. is what got him to the tour. I, I just, I look at it. And when those guys try to tinker like that, I'm like, man, it, you're just, you're messing with fire. Cause I mean, look at what Jordan did. He basically took three years of his career off. Yeah. Um, and now he's getting back to it and he's, he's finally saying he's hitting shots that he's seeing and, you know, things like that. But I, I mean, I always use that quote when, when guys are talking about changing their swing, I use that Pete Rose. He's like, man, that's the, the your swing is what got you to the majors. Don't, don't mess with it. And that, yeah. I mean, so, and he did, which was, you know, Hey, sometimes it works out good. Sometimes it's bad, but well, man, it's crazy. You always want to make yourself better no matter what sport. People are always trying to no. improve themselves. And golfers are the same way. They're trying to keep on getting better and Absolutely. they tweak like that. And sometimes it goes the wrong way. And yeah, you know, speaking of uh you know, tweaking and changing the game of golf, you know, looking at someone like Bryson DeChambeau and what he's done to the game. Uh, and I know Brooks Kepa kind of you know started this, but really Bryson has has changed it with his analytics and his power, this power that he has and what do you think has taken the game, what Bryson has done? Well, I think Bryson is obviously, um, you know, I'll start by saying, you know, a lot of people thought that, well, if Bryson can do it, I can do it, you know, and, and if he's going to do this, then, then, then I'll just do it. Right. Well, I think the recent quotes from Rory's come out, you yep. know, that he tried to do it and he can't, I mean, he just can't, you know, he tried, he tried, he's given up with it. So one you know, Bryson is showing how good of an athlete he is to be able to change his body, to add all that weight, to hit it farther, to still win, to still have that, um, I don't know, that that grit and that that short game and all the wedges and things like that, that normally those guys lose when they have that power. Um, but you know what? He studied those long drive guys and was like, hey, you know what? If, if they can hit it, you know, 30, 40, 50, yards further why can't I and I'll tell you what he's he did change the game um but I don't think you're gonna see a lot of guys doing what he's doing you might have some up-and-comers try it you know maybe maybe some teenage kids right now that, yeah. that, that that are doing it that we just haven't heard of but you know these guys that are on tour now I think I mean it totally messed with Rory Rory and you don't hear that a lot from a lot of those those professional athletes when they 
admit like I tried something and just completely fell flat on my face. Like I, when he first came out, it was the analytics. It was analytics right. everybody was talking about, and now they're talking about his body. Is it sure. is it both? That he's it working? is both. It is both. I mean, they've had to change rules. That, I mean, very little known rules, but yeah. um, you know, the yardage books that they used to have um, that would read the greens. You know, when he first came out, he was using the 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 protractor, and you know, he's using all that stuff on there to to measure exactly where he was on the green or the compass where he was on the green. And um, they made those squares. So those squares on the green grid used to be like a half inch by a half inch square. Well, that, that left too much room for him to you know, pinpoint exactly where he was on the green. So they had to make those squares smaller so that now he couldn't get on the actual putting green and go, okay, this putt breaks you know, a foot that way or two feet that way. or an Oh my God. So they changed little rules like that, 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 you know, he uh, was the only one that was using and people were basically like, this is unfair. I mean, and he's like, Hey, they're the rules. Yeah. So I'm, I'm playing within them. Change it. If you don't want me to do it. Putting with the flag uh, in same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Putting with he the was flag. The first guy to really do that on tour. Right. And he, and guys are following lead. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he's obviously super smart. Um, and in, in the, the clubs he's playing with, you know, one of the one of the things that I heard and, and I didn't even think about this um, after he won the U.S. Open was that guys were saying, you know, with his clubs being um, his short irons, like his sand wedge and nine iron for for them being longer, all that seven iron length. So they're longer than the average, you know, sand wedge. Yeah. He was able to dig that ball out of those long the long grass and get more spin on the ball, which was helping it stop on the green because of the longer club. So some of those guys were looking at him going, man, again, the guys, uh, you know, whether he's thinking of this or he just got lucky with it or, which I don't think he did. I mean, he's obviously yeah. smart, but the, 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 the guy's ahead of his time and, and he's whatever rule they put out, he's going to figure a way to, to do better. He's just, he's, I mean, he's ahead of it. Speaking, no speaking about uh, the trends and stuff and how that relates down to a country club, you're a director of golf at, uh, the marquee group, which includes Kinsale Golf Club in Palo Ohio, Seattle Reserve Golf Club in Palo Ohio. You're director of those golf courses. You've had a big responsibility for uh, 12 or 14 years running those two great courses, awesome courses uh, in Palo Ohio. And, and when you look at your instructors and what your pros are teaching, the guys that want lessons, you know, uh, what, what are some of the newer trends that you're employing? To, you know, some of these guys that come in, they want to learn how to hit like Bryson. They want to learn to hit like DJ and speed. What are you guys doing on the ground there in terms of training? Well, I'll tell you one thing that no one ever comes to us and says is they want to hit the ball shorter. <laughs> it never happens. I mean, I gave two lessons today and both of them were talking specifically about why can't I hit the ball higher and farther? Um, so, I mean, I think that's, that's always number one. I, I, how do we hit it farther? How do we hit it higher? You know, things like that. So from an instruction standpoint, we, every instructor is a little different, but I think, I think the, the instructors we have at the two courses kind of, kind of keep it simple in a way that, um, we don't want to add too much, you know, moving parts, right? We don't, you know, like the long drive guys are just, you know, back and forth. Well, yeah, that's great. But you see how many fairways they hit or how many times they hit the grid, you know, as they say. So we've got to keep the moving parts, you know, quiet, but you got to keep them moving in the right way in the right order. So there's things that there's things that we do. And, and you know, at Kinsale, as you know, Gary, is that, you know, with the gym upstairs, we're trying to get the, the two to, to kind of merge together where ah, the average golfer, okay. you know, hey, let's go get a hot dog and a beer at the turn may not go into that. But if we can just get them to think a little bit saying, if they come to me and say, Hey, I want to hit it farther. Well, I building up some muscle farther. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you how to hit it farther, but there's also going to be a lot of things that are going to have to come into um, your, your body as far as flexibility and strength and how to move it in the proper way to do those things. So marrying those two together is is something we're always trying to do but but it's i mean if you look on tour you know tiger was obviously um you know famous for doing that now look at all the guys on tour they're all fit they all yeah i mean in in before i mean you had guys that the dailies the uh the duffy waldorf you know i mean you had guys that hey they were talented they were athletes but they just they didn't think the body you know really mattered well 
-hmm. now you've got these guys that they, they are world-class athletes and, and they're, they're proving it every week. Hey, let's move uh, back into the Masters here as we kind of move through the show. We've got about five more minutes left. Uh, looking at these Masters odds from William, William Hare Sportsbook, uh, looking at the top five here. I'm just wondering what you think of these top five. Uh, we've got DJ at nine to one, Spieth and Thomas, Justin Thomas are 10 to one, Bryson's 11 to one, and we have John Rahm at 12 to one. When you're looking at that group there, who do you think, you know, will, will the winner come out of that group right there? Or do you see someone possibly further down the list coming in and winning this thing? I'll tell you, I wrote down my top five and two of those guys are in my top five. So Spieth and DJ, um, I think are, I think are right there. Um, Justin Thomas, I, I can't, I can't tell you why I left him out of my top five. I, I can't come up with a reason why I just, I guess I can't come up with a reason why to put him in my top five either. So I like, I like Spieth, DJ, um, a couple of those guys. I, I think that, I think, gosh, DJ proved last fall what he can do to that golf course. If he can putt, yeah. he can tear it apart. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I, I think you're pretty safe. If you take off, you know, five of those guys, you're going to have a pretty good chance of, of picking the winner there. Yeah. Hey, sleeper here. DJ, John Ryan just had a kid last weekend. Yep. Probably tired. Yes, he is. I agree. So I, I don't know if he's got the, the mental fortitude for that right now. And the little grind. distracted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that grind of like, well, I just made a bogey. Ah, oh, well, I have a brand. I have a son at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He probably has no sleep this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, DJ attempts to win to become the first back to back master championships since Tiger in that 2001, 2002 so quite a big hurdler. No one's been able to do that back to back. So the odds kind of working against DJ there, even though he is the favorite. I agree. I agree. You know, and I think, gosh, I don't want to say this. And, and, and I'm going to say this as polite as I, I can. I think DJ um, can't, can't, he's not the, he's not the analytical type to even worry no. about stuff like yep. that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right over his head. Yeah, exactly. It's right over his head. I won it last year. Hmm? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. No big deal. Exactly. So I think someone I think <laughs> Someone I find interesting is, uh, at least in terms of a bet, I look at Brooks Kepka. He's plus 2,500. So if I put 100 bucks on him to win this thing, I mean, I win 2,500 bucks. So it's 20, you know, 2,500. What about Kepka? He's coming off this injury, I know. Yeah. You know he, just, he just had surgery in March. Yeah. Uh, March 16th, he had a reattached ligament and cleaned up damage caused by the dislocated kneecap. He's coming back, and he's going to play. And he said he's not going to play if he can't win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, that's great. I mean, that's great that he thinks he can win. Obviously, most of these these guys they, they they're they're not going to play if they don't think they can win. They're teeing it up for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, yeah, you know, to win. But I, I injury is a tough thing, man. These guys, it like I, like we were talking about, they're world class athletes, and when they're a little dinged up, they're just not their best. So I know he can win without playing his best because he's that good. But man, I'll tell you what, it, it'll be it'll be a tough uh, tough task for him to do this week. Yeah. Well, he uh, he was one shot behind Tiger Woods when Tiger won in 2019 in the Masters, and then he was seventh mm -hmm. in that 2020 November Masters. And he's won majors. The guy has he, it in. He shows up for only majors, though. That's yeah. It. He's a gamer. He's yeah, a gamer he's for a sure. Major gamer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you think about the weather this week? Yeah, I mean, weather golf. You know, people in golf have to be experts at weather. You know, yeah. so it's it's fun to talk about the weather. The weather did affect. The November oh, Masters, the last Masters, mm -hmm. and it uh, looks like rain will be coming this week uh, around Thursday, Friday to the Masters course. What do you think about weather and rain and uh, and these pros here as they look at the Masters course? You think it might affect them? Yeah, weather is always a big, big thing. I'll tell you what, though, rain isn't as big as deal as wind. If the wind gets going, that's the biggest thing that these guys it's so hard to control their distances and those greens, you know, I mean, you're off yeah. two yards one way or the other, you're off a green, you're into the water, you're in a bunker. You're, I mean, you, you go all different ways. So when the wind is up, that's what really gets them. The rain is, is kind of annoying, but man, they've got, you know, the, the umbrellas, the, the rain gear. So they're staying dry. Their caddies are keeping them dry. The clubs are dry. It's that wind. If the winds look good, looks like it could be some double digit winds here. Yeah. This week. If that's, if that's, and, and, and sometimes that rain gets a good draw. You know, if you're early Thursday, late Friday, you might get the early, you know, the good draw or how that works. So sometimes yeah. that plays a factor in, in, in the weekend. And you see the, the early Thursday guys or the late Thursday guys or the guys all at the leaderboard at the end. And sometimes, unfortunately, hey, that plays a part. But, 
no no one plans it. It's just luck when they get their tee times, and everyone's got to deal with it. Well, where do you plan to be uh, for the Masters, Andy? You got any big events? I know you do some speaking and some some uh, commentating, and uh, yeah. you're on some of the local television stations. What are you doing for the Masters? So so this year I was uh, I was fortunate enough. I'm going to be down at Pinehurst, so I'm going to oh, be playing nice. golf. Uh, leaving Wednesday. So we've got a group of uh, members from the club here. They, they got 15 guys and then they couldn't come up with a 16th. So they, they put me in their suitcase and said, you got to round out our force. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you right. reluctantly okay. accepted. <laughs> exactly. so we're we're going to play golf uh, every morning. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then just go back to the, the cabins and, and watch it. So it'll be a great, oh, that's uh, awesome. it'll be great. Awesome. Um, that sounds like fun. And yeah. we have about 30 seconds left before we wrap up, Andy, uh, director of golf for the marquee group. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience here in the time we have here to wrap up? Well, I'll tell you what, this is great being on here. I appreciate the, uh, the invite. Um, and Hey, as you mentioned, we've got some, some Buckeye fans out there. So, Hey, go bucks, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and enjoy the masters. It's always, in my opinion, it's the greatest tournament of the year. It's, totally it's awesome. So hopefully everyone's going to get to watch some golf this weekend. Well, Andy, thanks for coming on the father, son, coast to coast hotline and best of luck. To you out there on the links at Pinehurst. <laughs> Got it. All thanks right. We'll see you later. Thanks so see much. You guys. And that was Andy Montgomery, ladies and gentlemen. What a fun interview, T-Money. Andy's a huge awesome. supporter of the show. We really appreciate him bringing his golf expertise and insight into the Masters. What did he say that caught your attention, T? Man, he just knows what the hell he's talking about, bringing all those stats and everything, you know, how Bryson's changing the game. He, he seems like a great guy to go out and have a round of golf with, too, because, you know, it'll be a good time, and he might be able to teach you a thing or two, and Lord knows I need that. <laughs> yes you do yes you do oh yeah i do look at you like, yeah you do <laughs> uh, you're a great player hey the thing the thing that got me going that no no one will be surprised by this but you know when we ask him what's going on the, at, at you know at the root level out there on the on the driving range and when they're you know giving lessons what's actually happening and now they're incorporating weights into the local golf lesson so if you go for a local golf lesson they're going to try to incorporate a weight program. To me, that was that really caught my attention. I'm not surprised by it, but hey, down on the ground where it's really all happening every day in these golf clubs, they're trying to train people how to lift weights. Yeah, they want them to be in shape. Like you said, everyone, are, all these guys are athletes now. They're not just D John Daly's out there, you know, chugging beers and slinging the sticks. They're athletes, like he said. So it's a whole different game. Bryson's pushing it as far as we can, as far as he can, like we talked about. So, it, you know, it, he, he was great. He knew his stuff, bringing all, you know, his stats on him, you know, on Jordan Spieth and everything and talking about how golfers get in slumps. You know, it was great to hear. Yeah, I agree. Hey, let's go on to our picks, man. All We're right. delivering the picks for y'all. Did we say that Baylor and over was the pick? I mean, if you parlayed Baylor and over like we told you to parlay, you are going to win some cash, man. I hope you're yeah. doing it. We got some more picks for you tonight, and you're going to get these on Thursday morning, so you better put them in. And we're going to go to the Masters. We're going to tell you our favorite to win the Masters, and we're going to give you a long shot that you can kind of put a little bit of cash on. All right, Team Money, who do you like for the favorite to win this weekend's Masters? All right. I'm going chalk here. Uh, I'm going DJ. I think he could be the first since Tiger in 03 to go back to back. I, you know, he's got same odds as uh, Bryson right now. His last five times he's been at the Masters. Sixth, fourth, tenth, second win. I mean, he plays this course at a high level every single year he plays. So I think he's going to be right there in the mix on Sunday. And after, you know, I think the pressure's off for this guy. Now he, he's always been known to potentially not be too clutch. And now the pressure's off in the masters. He's like, I already win a jacket. Now, if I'm sitting in fourth on Sunday and I go play a regular round of golf, it's no big deal to him. Okay. Hey, I, that's not a bad pick because he's the favorite. I'm going with Jordan Spieth, man. Jordan's right. coming in with momentum. He, he is. won the Valero Texas Open over the weekend. He fired a 66 in the final round. That's how you want to be playing coming to the Masters. Yeah. 
He's really been out playing DJ right here in this last little bit of stretch. Uh, he's had top five finishes in three of the last six tournaments prior to the Valero. So the guy's got some really good momentum going. And he won the 2015 Masters. Take a look at my man behind me. Look at that green jacket. He looks so comfortable, T. He knows yeah. what it takes. This is going to Jordan's feet. Yeah, hey. I like his momentum right now. It's great. He's been in a huge slump for multiple years now. So good for him for being back on top last week, getting in the winner's circle. I like his momentum coming into this. He could be a dark horse. Hey, who do you like for the long shot? T money. Long shot here. It, my guy's Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Oh, all right. Unknown, unknown really had a great under the radar season last year, seven top 10 finishes on the PGA tour, 22nd in the world. He, he's a solid golfer. He's, he's going to be in the mix. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, missed cuts. He doesn't have a lot of days where he's not ranked in the top 20 in all these tournaments. He just never is right there winning them. You know, he's got plenty of top five and top 10 finishes, but he's not finishing. So I, I don't think he's going to, you know, play horrible. I think he could be in the mix as a sleeper coming this Sunday. He's a great player. He's a great player. I would not yeah. be surprised if that happened. I'm going with Tony Finau. Tony Finau's okay. 33 to 1. He, but listen to this, man. The guy's finished in the top 10, two of his last three starts at the Masters. So could he finish in the top 10 again? Yes, he could. And yeah. that 2019 win of Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods comes back and wins that 2019 tournament. Tony Finau plays in the last group with him, finished two strokes behind Tiger. Yep. The guy's got the, he's got the stuff, man. He's he 31. He comes in sixth in scoring average, fourth in putting average, seventh in strokes gained to green. That's going to come in handy at Augusta. I'm going Tony Finau for the long shot. Great. I like Tony a lot. He can bomb the ball, especially too. like Bryson. Uh, he's solid and he's played there. Like you said, he's two of the last three years, top 10. So that's good odds. Uh, it's going to be fun seeing this go down. Nobody knows gonna what's going to happen, man. It's like yeah. kind of wide open there with these top 15 guys. It really is. Any one of them would not shock me if they won. So I'm super Nobody. excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see who can put that green jacket on. Let's go yep. on to the wound wise trivia of the week we're working our way toward the end of the show here but before we wrap it up we got this big trivia here brought to you by wound wise iq wound wise iq is a patented mobile imaging and analytics software app that is used by leading physicians and nurses caring for people with chronic wounds just download the app from the app store you're ready to go learn more at woundwiseiq.com and here we go. Let's see what T Money can bring here. He's tough to stump, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you all, all you fans, you know he's tough to stump. But T Money, let's see if he can bring it up, man. The five uh, college coaches of all time who have been in the final four the highest number of times. Nervous here. Coach K. Coach K is number one. Roy Williams. 12 times, Coach K. Okay. Roy Williams. Roy Williams, nine times, nine yes. times in the final four. Okay. How about Coach Calipari? Uh, Calipari, no. Only four times. Four times. Okay. Dean. Now Calipari's brought three different teams. So that really makes that, him that's unique. That's why I thought he, he's brought three different teams. What about he and Rick Patino <laughs> have brought three different teams, both he and Rick. Yeah. What about Dean Smith? Dean Smith, yes. Number three. Okay. All time is Dean Smith. He's brought 11 teams to the final four and he's won two of them. All right. So I've gotten the top three, at least that's good. That's good. You got one, three and four. You still haven't gotten oh, number one, two three, and four okay. and number five. Oh man. Uh, this is, this is bad. This is bad. Uh, I'm just, it's Rupp. Rupp. Rupp is no Rupp is a little bit further back, oh, but you got to think of the, of the West Coast, I know the man, I know. Who's, the man who's won Wooden, all the titles. John Wooden. John Wooden's John number Wooden. two. Listen I to this, man. These old guys. The guys went to the Final Four twelve times, and he won ten of them. It's I mean, how many people can top that? Him and Coach insane. K both have twelve. That's but crazy. John Wooden won ten. Coach K won five of the yeah. twelve. All right, yeah, who's the? You got to get the fifth man. He's one, an active coach. He's an active I was coach. Say Bayheim. That's my only Bam. No, Bam's a little further down by Rupp, but this guy still, you would think this guy makes a run every March Madness. Izzo. Izzo, yes, Izzo. 
nine final four appearances he's won three man i mean i i know that i'm oh, sorry sorry i apologize i was reading more Williams. i was gonna say he's always won, won nine one three Izzo's yeah. went to eight and, and only won one in yeah. 2000 yeah was that magic johnson i think it was magic johnson yeah what um no 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 magic johnson he, he that was before roy that was before Izzo. All right, all right. Yeah, but, but he's won one. He won the he won in the year two thousand. Yeah, and that was it out of his eight attempts. Yeah. But he did get there eight times. Hey, what uh, so I, that what I want to say real quick, Mark Few, you want to join this list here? Think yeah. about these guys that have joined this. Okay, Calipari, one title. Izzo, one title. Bill Self, one title. These guys are all time coaches. You got to win a title. You want to be with the Blue Buds, baby? Come on. Yeah. don't mean anything yeah yeah that that is correct man mark few all those years he's been to the final four two times and has not won the title what yep. will be his legacy will he keep on the program is improving very very slightly it keeps getting better and better will he keep it going can he get those titles we'll that he wants hey man it's been great hanging out with y'all i hope you love the show we know we love you Thanks to Andy Montgomery for joining us on the Father Son Coast to Coast Hotline. Thank you to Woundwise IQ for sponsoring the Trivia of the Week and Help Me Start Up for sponsoring what we all love, the T. Ross Chug and Chant. If you're interested in sponsoring one of our upcoming shows, reach out to us next week. We're going to be reviewing the results of the Masters and we'll be turning our focus to the NFL Draft. Oh, yeah. If you're interested in being a guest, let us know. If you like the show, Please press the like and subscribe at Father, Son, and Holy Sport on all the platforms. Team Money, good luck in your master's pick, man. May the you best too. man win. Hey, man, can't wait to sit there Sunday. I'm sure I'll FaceTime you, say what's up, you know, because my picks will be 1-2 going into the final group. It's going to be a great weekend. Come on, Speed, bring it home. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs>